Hi, my name is Amit D'Souza and welcome to my storytelling podcast. I hope you enjoy the stories. Roundhouse Kick It does not matter if you fail. It matters if you stop trying, I said, patting her head. It was a condescending action, but I felt she needed all the boosts she could get. Lisa was among the best martial artists to enter the Olympics in the last ten years. Two years ago, she was drugged and gang-raped before a tournament. The pre-match tests had detected the presence of an unknown drug and she was disqualified. The rape had caused her severe trauma, both physical and mental. And her rapists had gotten away thanks to some slimy lawyering. To my mind, I wish she were not drugged. The rapists should have tried to overpower her without the shady use of a drug. That would have been a good lesson. Lisa had a mean side thrust kick and an equally sharp roundhouse. She knew the pressure points to paralyze or kill. As such, it would have been great to see her rapists try their luck without drugging her. It took her six months to recover from the physical abuse she had suffered. Her hip had broken and she had to undergo surgery. Her calf muscles had torn as well. She had four stitches on her head and a broken shoulder. Mentally, she was far worse. Her thoughts kept going back to that party and she kept asking herself, What if? She had called on me a week after the incident. I wanted to scream, but I held back. I had to listen to my best trained fighter, forget everything I had taught her and go back to being a weakling. Sure, you were raped. Are you the first victim? Are you going to be the last? I asked her in exasperation. She just stared at me blankly. I knew she was expecting a softer demeanor, but I am not an empath. I can either fix a problem or not fix it. I wasn't going to let her spiral down. I did the only thing I knew and that was to teach her to fight. If it meant starting over, so be it. I knew that I only needed to pierce the surface. The fighter inside her would burst out immediately. I thought about getting her ready to fight in another tournament. That would be the perfect stage to shine through. The only thing I was uncertain about was how long it would take her. The Olympics were a year away and she was not confident enough. I could give her 
all the physical training she needed to win. But if she were not ready in her mind, she would need a miracle. The problem is that I have never believed in miracles. I had to get to her somehow. I spoke to her parents and told them my plan. They were upset about their daughter not making an effort to recover. They also worried that she would never be the same again. They readily agreed and packed her bag to travel with me to the mountains. It would have to be the mountains for the sheer tenacity and seclusion that the mountains offer. Lisa woke up early and was dressed in her tracks. A good sign. The fire in her eyes was missing, though. She completed her stretches and started twisting. This is going to be tough, I groaned under my breath. Come on, twist harder. That waist needs to shed the excess. My hip hurts. It won't move beyond a certain degree. Lisa retorted calmly. My concern started to increase. I tried not to show it on my face, though. The one thing that a good Taekwondo fighter needs is strong hips. It is a style that involves kicking and blocking. A simple straight kick, known as Korochagi, needs a good hamstring and flexible hips. A thrust kick or Apchagi needs more hip strength towards the side of the attacking leg. The roundhouse or Tolyochagi is a culmination of balance, hip strength, belief and anticipation. To make a roundhouse kick effective, one needs to lure the opponent into attacking. The timing needs to be perfect. The swivel needs to be smooth and you only get a fraction of a second to look at the direction before your opponent moves in. I wondered how Lisa was going to get that one right. Bend your knee tuck the hip inward and thrust forward. I was in no mood to give up. Lisa continued her attempts monotonously. She had the skill. I saw that plainly in her workout. It just didn't look like she was ready to put her faith in a roundhouse kick. Yet. That worried me tremendously because it was her best weapon. She had to have her faith restored in it and the time was running out. The next morning, I woke up early. I readied my climbing gear and packed some dry food. I looked at the assortment of nuts, cookies and some fruit, satisfied. This ought to do the trick, I thought to myself as I proceeded to Lisa's room. Isn't it a little early? She said, opening the door within a second of my knocking. You are up anyway. I thought we should get an early start. Pack your climbing gear. She looked at me, bewildered. 
her experience with me prevented her from saying anything. We reached the base and began to climb. I led, keeping a distance of a few feet between us. Close enough to speak to each other, far enough to avoid getting in each other's way. I saw the ridge I had seen earlier. Mountains. From a distance, everything looks great. Up close, you tend to realize the sheer size and your own insignificance. Listen well, kid, I said, panting from the effort. Climbing a mountain isn't a race. You don't win against someone else. You don't win against the clock. There's no trophy, no applause when you reach the top. It's you against you. And the only way to do that is to beat yourself. Lisa looked at me, her eyes shining. I could sense her effort to overcome the fatigue. The air was chilling and the terrain was testing both of us. The rope and the hooks were well placed so we didn't have to worry about slipping. She nodded. Yes, Abomnim! To beat yourself is difficult and easy too, I continued between breaths. You need to face yourself, and that is the toughest opponent you will ever face. You know all your weaknesses and strengths. I found a spot on the ridge where I could settle into a comfortable seat. Lisa still had to cover about 30 feet. This part was the trickiest since one would have to climb with the back facing the ground. The grip was only due to the rope and the hooks. The handholds were naturally carved to erosion and far apart. I looked at my favorite student. I could feel her pain every time she thought about that evening. I could see her falling into the trap of self-pity and regret. I had shared my concerns with her parents about Lisa never being the same again. This was the perfect opportunity. I looked at her face, the same fiery expression on it from many years ago. Her eyes were alive at that moment. I knew that moment would not last long unless... Kid, find your way up here. I cut the rope. Lisa stared at me for a second in disbelief. An instant later, she grabbed a jagged edge to steady herself. That's it, my girl. Fight back. The battle is against you. Look at me. She stared at me and her face slowly broke into a smile. She began to climb upwards. Slowly, but surely, she was going to get here. Her eyes were alive and she found her will to survive.
Lisa, remember that you will always find life knocking you down. You are a fighter, the best I've seen. So dust yourself and get your butt up. Climb on, girl. The only person you need to trust is yourself. This is the ultimate test. One wrong move and you die. You tell me, is it time for you to die? She panted her way to the next ridge, looking around for another handhold. Answer me, Lisa. Is it time for you to die? I yelled at her. No! She screamed. I am not done yet. I smiled. She shifted her weight cleverly and crept her way up. It took some time, but she made her way up. Her face had a few scratches. Her hair was messed up. I saw her knuckles bleeding. I also saw her smiling. That's my girl. You are right. It's not time for you to die. Get back up, dust yourself and remember your training. You got this far all by yourself. Now, ride on, kiddo. The tournament was in progress and Lisa was ready for her first match. We sat by the ringside watching. I felt my breathing slowing down. Watching her in her stance was like watching a predator ready to pounce on its prey. Pachegi Chui! called the referee. The fighters took their stance and a second later the match was underway. I watched as she wove her way around the defences of her opponent. She was at complete ease on her feet. Her parents smiled through shining eyes. I then saw her bend forward and tuck her chin towards her chest. She straightened her shoulders just a little. I saw her shift her weight on her toes. She tilted her head just so slightly to her left. I smiled. A second later, her opponent charged for a straight punch. Lisa swiveled and the back of her heel caught the head. A clean roundhouse kick. She looked at us and smiled. We knew that we couldn't change her past. But in that moment, at that instant, we knew she was ready for the future. Lisa stood tall, the winner.